0: It about time for somebody's favorite radio program
1: coming to you from the great state of alabama and from points located all across the u.s eastern seaboard it's cosmic potato the super fan talk podcast you can find us at cosmicpotato.com and subscribe to us on itunes and stitcher now situated in a small corner in birmingham alabama only inches from a tall glass of diet mountain dew here is your host, Sean Ray.
2: What would you do with a brain if you had one?
1: Hey everybody and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. I wanted to take a minute and tell you about uh, some of the formatting changes that we're making on the show. First of all, you heard our new intro. It may get a little bit of a change and a tweak over the next few episodes, but that's pretty much it in a nutshell. I'd love to hear what you think of it. And don't worry, I didn't get rid of our theme music, it's going to play when I get finished talking here, and it may get shortened a little bit. But the main thing is that we're changing the show length, the episodes are going to be a little shorter. We've been releasing shows that are about two hours long and getting them out every three weeks, uh, maybe every month, but for a while we're going to try to get closer to a one hour format and get the episodes out every two weeks so bear with me while I try this out and see how it floats you'll get shorter episodes but they'll come out more often but the episode that you're going to hear today was influenced by the Oscars we've all known for a long time that the movies that we generally watch as fans of sci-fi and fantasy and other genres don't typically get picked for Oscar nods Uh, there won't be anybody from Age of Ultron on the stage to collect the statue for Best Picture so we developed the Golden Spud Awards this is a Pretty much the best and worst of what we saw in film over the last 14 months, you know, all of 2015 and what we've had so far in 2016. And to help me talk about it, I welcomed uh, Christina. She came back to the show. You may remember her from the last episode when we talked about uh, film adaptations. And Rick came back. Rick, of course, is a friend of the show. He's been on several times, and you can find him on some other podcasts that he does over on syndicated.com So, we did a couple of our picks for the awards on this episode, and we're going to pick it up again on the next episode. Uh, but we also talked about Deadpool, and I talked a little bit about 112263 that, that started on Hulu last week. So, thanks for joining us, and I'll go ahead and get this going. I'll see you on the other side.
2: We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. <laughs>
1: change, you filthy animal. Christina is back with us this week. How are you doing, Christina? I'm good. A.K.A. Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Rick, how are you tonight? I'm just dandy, thanks. And for you guys that didn't know, uh, John hasn't been with us for the last few episodes, and the reason for that is because John and Chan both work for a newspaper in Washington, Washington, D.C., and they've Their weekends are pretty full with uh, Democratic debates and Republican debates and primaries and all that jazz. So, uh, and then Ha Chan is busy this weekend because she's also an entertainment reporter and she's working with the uh, Academy Awards and stuff. So that Uh, that's why we haven't had a lot of John Irons on the show recently. And uh, hopefully, once uh, the uh, national conventions are over and everything, he'll have a little bit more. Free time, and he'll be able to join us some more. So,
2: and life will be but, much better for everyone in yeah, that. Oh uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> yes it will. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> which I know it until November, we're going to see lots of uh, political stuff. But I'm tired of oh, every time I turn on my TV, there's a debate.
2: Man, think it's going to end in November. <laughs> uh,
0: and all of your Facebook friends getting into huge arguments, and it's really oh, awkward.
1: Yeah, I know. I know.
0: <laughs>
2: <Trust
1: me. laughs> But as far as uh, as far as our show, it's time to make the chimmy freaking changas. <laughs> so <laughs> I know, uh, Rick, you, you you guys on your show, you've already talked about Deadpool a little oh, bit, but we I haven't. Can, I cannot
2: talk enough about Deadpool, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy. Have you have you seen Deadpool?
0: I did. I saw it last weekend.
1: Okay. okay. A little Good.
0: late. But.
1: I did Uh, yeah, I was a little bit late on it too, but I didn't get to see it on the opening weekend, but I have seen it. But I, I did a review for it last week on the, on my website, and I'll just mirror a little bit of what I said. I'm not going to say that Deadpool was phenomenal, but it was, a, I'd say, it a, a, a breath of fresh air compared to what we've gotten for comic book movies over the last 15 or 20 years or so, you know. I, I like comic book movies. I've seen all the MCU movies and um but this one this one was a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the first time that uh I'm not gonna say it's the first time that we've had a R rated superhero film because we did have wasn't kick ass an uh, R rated film or was it P G thirteen? It was uh, pretty close. Uh,
2: it, was, it was R. Uh
1: okay, yeah. certainly
2: uh um hit girls dialogue.
1: <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's true, that's true. But uh so and I, I like those movies but uh
2: Well wasn't there a, a an R-rated Punisher film? Or
1: I, I never I never saw it though. I, I never saw uh I never really got into Punisher which I am looking forward and we're going to talk about this in a few minutes. I'm looking forward to Punisher being on the new season of Daredevil. And I also but, uh,
2: was go ahead. Spawn R-rated?
1: I don't think so. I don't think I don't think it, don't yeah. think it was R. I... It was a hard PG-13, but that that oh. came out in the in the '90s, so they were they were pretty. The was are. Pre- yeah, the crow was are, but um, yeah, in the '90s everything everything was PG-13 because mm-hmm. they they wanted to leave it open for as many people to come to see it as as they could. But
0: but Deadpool was like a lot worse than what we got in the theater. Um, so they're gonna be releasing a like a. M- M version on D V D from what I've heard. Oh, I'm so like I, looking
1: like forward N like <laughs> C seventeen or something? Yeah,
0: like. basically. Yeah. yeah, like a not possible for theaters version. Yeah. Which of course my first re- question was how much worse can it get? I yeah. mean
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but
0: I guess it can.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh I was Yeah, and I just, I laughed all the way from from the opening credits, you know, you're 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 laughing your butt off, but and I'd say as far as plot goes, we've seen the plot before, you know, in other films. It's just this was so funny and so well done and and the, and even the the effects for the budget that they had, the effects were, were were so good that you didn't even notice that hey, I've seen this before.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well I, yeah. I almost it almost felt like that was kinda part of the charm of the movie was they said, All right, we're gonna take the, the the tropes that everyone is using and yeah. do terrible, terrible things to them. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to laugh the whole
1: way through. And there's so and many... They- Go ahead, Chris.
0: They, they they put their money too, like in the right places, and they make the joke that they didn't have the money to bring in like Patrick Stewart. Yeah. You know, yeah. they like oh, you know, openly just say, oh, well, these are the two X Men we can afford yeah. <laughs> on yeah. this movie. Yeah, I love instead that they joke. took that money and you know put it towards like special effects and stuff like that. I love that
1: joke. It's like you you guys are the only ones here. It's almost like we couldn't afford more X Men. <laughs> <laughs> But when he said when he said something about taking him to see the professor and he said, which one, McAvoy or Stewart? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I
0: know. And it's so it's so fast. Like you I, I was actually told about it before I saw it. I think I wouldn't have even caught that. Yeah. Because it's like in the middle of the action scene. So there's so much. I mean, I feel like if I go back and see it again, I'm going to see and hear so many more lines that I didn't catch the first time around.
1: Well, they definitely made up for what they did to Deadpool and the Wolverine movie. Uh-huh. That's for sure. Because uh, you know Ryan Reynolds has been wanting, he's been wanting to play Deadpool for probably the last ten or fifteen years. He's he's been he's been jockeying the, to do this this part, and uh, instead he ended up going and doing Green Lantern, and
2: <laughs>
1: and then he played uh Deadpool in that uh, Wolverine movie, and it just didn't look like this particular movie was ever going to get made. And then they 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 had a um uh, a trailer that they made a few years ago. That's basically the scene that uh where deadpool is sitting on the bridge and he's listening to his headphones and 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 before the the big action scene starts that scene was actually filmed a few years ago as kind of um a, a way to tell fox hey this is what this movie could look like and it got leaked online and i yeah, think it got leaked, leaked online on purpose <laughs> yeah <you know? laughs> but uh but then uh the, they reshot that whole that whole scene, and basically the whole sequence is still there i think instead of instead of listening to um the song that he was listening to on his headphones in the movie, he was listening to like Hollaback Girl or something like that in the original <laughs> the original clip or whatever. But there's so many people complaining online about, you shouldn't make a superhero movie that's got so much swearing and sex and stuff uh, like that. But, you know, I, I even saw some people say, I had to get up and leave, you know, because they had their kids with it. Why did you take your kids to it? It's, it said it was rated R on the uh, trailer, and the trailer had cursing in it you know
0: <laughs> yeah it's just like a blatant disregard of the rating system and then sometimes i just wonder why we even have it because i feel people never pay attention to it at
1: all <laughs> yeah that, and i mean which i mean if a kid wants to see it we're, we live in 2016 if a kid wants to see the film he's gonna see the film you know i tell my son all the time you uh yeah you're not gonna watch that you can't watch that and he said i'll just watch it at school somebody will have it on their phone <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, I can't do anything about that, but <laughs> but um but yeah. So uh so Deadpool is a very big uh, recommend from me and uh I'll probably see it again here in a, <laughs> in a couple of days. I give
2: it a thumb and 3 quarters. cuz that's all Yeah. I
1: have. <laughs> <laughs> but um have either one of you seen uh 112263? No. No. Okay. I don't I won't dig into it too much, but um it basically for our listeners, which I mean, I Hulu came out with eleven twenty They've had two episodes so far. And um, have either one of you read the book by any chance? No, no. Okay. So it's based on a Stephen King novel. I think it came out in 2011 and I'm a big King fan. I've been reading this stuff since I was a, a kid. And um eleven twenty two sixty three 63 is, I, I think my favorite Stephen King book, because I've always thought, King is he's he's known for horror, but I think he's a better writer when he's not writing horror, when he's writing stuff that's more fantasy based and and even a little bit sci fi. He's he's better at it. And, um, you know, Rita Hayworth in the Shawshank Redemption. He wrote that and and they made the film out of that. And then uh, he also wrote Under the Dome. That was a good that was a good book. It was a terrible book. TV show. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: but um, I I recommend the 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 TV show because um, they've made some changes and they're, but they're all changes that I'm okay with because in the book the book is long, and oh, uh, Stephen King wrote yeah. a long book, really. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he gets paid he gets paid by the inch, but <laughs>
2: insomnia.
1: Um, yeah, for example. Um, this, the 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 story is that there's this guy that finds or he's he's shown to a portal, and they call it the rabbit hole. And when he goes through, and I've mentioned this on the show before, when he goes through the portal, he comes out. In the book, he came out in 1958, and the TV show they changed it to 1960. But um, it's always the same point in time when he comes out. So if he comes, if he goes through and then he comes back and then goes through again, he erases everything he did the first time around because he resets. But, um, basically this guy shows him the portal and tells him that he wants him to go through and stop the Kennedy assassination. And the reason he's not doing it himself is because he tried to, and he ended up getting cancer and he's too sick. He's not going to make it. So, uh, so he's recruiting this younger guy to do it. And, uh, and it's a, it's a really good book. And so far the TV show is, is good. It's, um it comes on and hulu's doing something different than uh netflix netflix i'm used to them having their their original series and they just dump all their episodes at one time and uh hulu instead is releasing one episode a week more in a traditional tv format which i've never understood why netflix wants to dump all the shows at one time because that gets everybody talking about it for about a week and then it's over you know but Hulu has this big show that it comes out, and then every week everybody's going to talk about it just like they would if it was on a network or something like that. But
2: Well, I think it's, mm. it's kind of a, probably more of a, a – um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ideology? I think, I think Netflix users are the binge watchers. Yeah. And Hulu, Hulu users are the ones that are watching their, their shows that they missed as they're coming out each week on Hulu. So it's it seems to I think it makes more sense for Hulu to put their shows out one at a time, whereas Netflix is used to their the people that you know watch stuff on Netflix want everything there all at once
1: or at least large chunks of it. Yeah, and I I I, I've been known to binge watch on Netflix before. I just when you binge watch, then when it's over, it's over, and you got to wait. You watch everything in one weekend, and then you got to wait a whole year for more. (laughs) Yeah, you know. And, uh, but then, uh, unless pluses it's something pluses
2: that is to both uh,
1: methods. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do binge watch stuff that I didn't catch the first time around. Like when, um, when breaking bad started, I didn't watch it for like the first three seasons. I think I was, I was real late coming to that. And I binge watched all those on, uh, on Netflix to catch up. And then, and then I watched the rest of it as it, as it aired on TV. So I think a lot of people do that too, that, because you know, if something's on TV, which, I mean, it doesn't say much for the rating system anymore because when st- stuff comes on TV, I'm like, well, I'll just watch it later. i will be on Netflix next season, you know? So,
2: <laughs> Well, that's that's kind of why we're seeing things like... Uh, you know, it, it, Star Trek has always been used as kind of the... Well, not always, but uh, later incarnations of Star Trek, starting with TNG on, uh, has been used as sort of the, uh, the, the vanguard for paradigm shifts in television. Yeah. Uh, TNG was among the if not the first uh, direct to syndication uh, television show uh, Voyager launched the UPN Network um, Enterprise, right. Enterprise launched something I don't know but they've, they've used the show as, a, as kind of the, 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 the cutting edge of things in the, in the past and you know it's funny on, on a couple of my shows especially at the Starbase uh, we talked a lot about the monolith that is the uh you know the 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 big 3 networks or the big 4 networks and how very slowly they are coming to realize that if they don't start getting into the internet they're gonna, they're they're being left in the dust. Um and so now we've got CBS finally waking up and getting ready to in next year release a new Star Trek series as the to get people to use the, it's going to be only on CBS All Access.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Now they're only going to do one episode a week as well. They're not going to dump them all. Uh, but they have finally realized that the Internet is really where uh, where TV is going.
1: And that's one of the things that I was going to mention uh, later on in the show. Um, do you think that the way that CBS is uh, launching a streaming service with the new Star Trek series, if everybody starts doing that, then it's going to be really expensive to watch. The, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there's going to be, if there's 15 different services and they all cost $7 a month or $9 a month or whatever, that's a lot of money to spend on, you know, I watch one show on this network and I watch one show over here and all that. I don't know. I, I'm I'm afraid that the whole infrastructure is going to implode on itself
2: it will be interesting to see what the what the evolutionary pressures bring about when that happens if that happens
0: yeah, yeah i would think that the economy economically it's going to sort itself out somehow cuz people aren't going to be willing to pay individually for all of those things so something's going to have to give yeah <laughs> maybe so, they like co- combine kind of like uh premium c- cable packages do now where they like i know like hbo you pay for hbo and showtime separately maybe they i don't know band together and you have packages that you can pay for yeah or something like that it's hard to say
2: yeah because i'm already at that point because i you know i will pay (laughs) it was it was funny when the announcement came out about the new star trek series uh we sat down at dinner that night and i went hey honey there's a new Star Trek. They just announced there's going to be a new Star Trek series next year. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I said, and it's going to be on, on CBS All Access. Oh, well, I guess we won't be watching it. And I said, you know, hon, I am <laughs> never unilateral in this house, <laughs> but <laughs> I will pay to watch Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. But. And speak. Oh, sorry. Go uh, ahead. Uh, yeah. But uh, there is a fantastic show on stars called Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're a fan of the Evil Dead series at all. Uh, yeah, I I wasn't, but Army of Darkness is one of my all time favorite films. Yeah, and so I was all about it, and I went on to Hulu. Well, we have Hulu Plus, and I went in there and they 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 had it. It's like, all right, great. So I watched the first episode. Wow, that was awesome. Go to watch episode two. Nope. They yeah, Hulu, like, Hulu like,
1: has a yeah yeah, it's like a they have a, dealer. <laughs> right right they they have a license thing with stars that I think I think Hulu is like eight ninety nine a month, and if you yeah. pay like fifteen ninety nine a month you get all of stars uh uh programming as well yeah. and uh and so you you can watch Ash versus the evil Dead that way
2: yeah but, but stars only has one show I want to watch and I'm not paying another eight bucks right. a month to watch that one show
1: so i've only I've only seen the first couple episodes and I did like it um, it was it was I wasn't expecting it to to just be a half hour show though I was thinking it was gonna be an hour long every week
2: oh the... But, the actual episodes are only
1: a half. Hour? Yeah. The, the first episode was an hour, but oh. then every, all of them after that are 30 minutes.
2: You know, yeah. I, you know, that actually kind of works though, because I thought the, as much as I enjoyed the first one, it did feel a little awful, a little over long.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, it works. It's just, it's like, it, it moves at a really fast pace. And, uh, and he kind of gets himself into situations and gets himself out really fast. <laughs> but then they, but then they're all supposed to be strung together as one cohesive story, you know. But still, with uh, with a beginning, middle, and end to each each episode, and each each episode has like a little cliffhanger or whatever. But
2: I figure but eventually it'll end up somewhere where I can see it without having to pay
1: extra. So no, yeah, <laughs> uh, it'll probably be they'll probably be on Netflix next next season or something like that. But yeah.
0: I, I'm in the same boat. I'm gonna have to get Amazon Prime so that I can watch Doctor Who now. So they announced. I know in the last episode we were talking about what was gonna happen with Doctor Who since it was leaving Netflix, and yeah. that's our answer. This, I mean, I guess <laughs> it's Amazon. better. I guess it's better than waiting for BBC to come out with some a version of their own service. Um, and I so.
2: hadn't
1: pulled the tri- I hadn't pulled the trigger on Amazon yet because it, they don't have a month-to-month. Uh, deal, you pay what is it like 85 dollars a year or something, but yeah. you have to pay it all in one big chunk. Yeah, so that's the only reason that I haven't done it.
0: We, you do get a lot with it though.
1: Yeah, we 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 keep it. Main, well,
2: it pays for itself every Christmas with the free shipping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, and it's got a lot of kids shows. Uh, so my daughter watches a lot of a lot of the stuff on Amazon Prime. So
0: you can also they have. Um, Uh, it's kind of like a library service for Kindle books if you like to read right Um, there's a lot of free um, like books that you can essentially quote unquote check out Mm
2: -hmm. Um, they also just started a music service that's like Spotify Uh, so and if and since you're paying you don't have to listen to commercials
1: oh cool okay
2: and you know there's no limit on how many times you can say you don't like a song or anything you know any of that crap that Spotify so it's
0: it's like Apple music then yeah yeah
1: well, when I heard that, that um, they were going to have all the uh, the old Doctor Who episodes, it, it went through my head, this is what's going to happen to Star Trek. Because I got a feeling that when this, uh, when this new series comes out, CBS or Paramount, they're going to pull all their episodes off of Netflix and Hulu of TNG and DS9 and all that, and they're going to end up putting it on CBS All Access. So you'll have to have a subscription to that. In order to see any of the Star Treks, I just I don't know. It's just a feeling that I've got this kind of. Oh,
0: and you know, <laughs> BBC, BBC's been running um, TNG, like BBC America has been running um, TNG for uh, the past few years now in yeah. the middle of the day. So I wonder if that would go away.
1: Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, because I think CBS, when they launch this, they're going to want to have more than just one TV series under their belt. That's going to have people come and pay the subscription you know I know there, there's going to be there's Star Trek fans that are going to come no matter what because it's a new Star Trek but there's going to be a lot of people that if that's the only place that they can go to get TNG and Voyager and all that then they'd be more likely to pay that subscription as well
2: now you know that uh, CBS All Access already exists right
1: yeah okay. yeah I know I just think that when this uh, I don't know how big it is right now but I, I, I have a suspicion it's going to get a whole lot bigger when this new Star Trek oh, series yeah. comes oh, out yeah. so so I'm thinking that in order to get people to come over to it and they may wait until the new show is supposed to start in what January so they may wait until like November and then you'll hear oh Netflix and Hulu is not showing Star Trek anymore you'll have to go to CBS All Access uh oh what happened to Skype
2: I don't know I'm still here
1: Chrissy went down
2: uh oh
1: let's see. let's see
2: hello there you are. Okay. Oh,
0: okay. All Hate right. it when that happens. I feel like I feel like it's more common, like the more populated area you live in, because maybe more people are using it around. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Weird, well, so. I'm not in a populated area. I live in the woods, so <laughs> <laughs> which uh, my my pay, I pay for that with uh, slow internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But okay. and the occasional Bigfoot droppings. Yeah, <laughs> no, we don't have Bigfoot out here. We have the white thing.
0: <laughs> oh, on oh, <and> it's Mountain. <laughs>
1: yeah, out here in uh, uh, what what we call Tater Hill, which is the very end of the Appalachian Mountains. There's a a legend of the white thing that lives out there. Oh. So. <laughs> okay.
0: There's always some like. Country Tale.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just
2: real quick, while we're still talking about uh, about the new Star Trek series, did you hear the fantastic news that was released yesterday about it?
1: I saw that they had uh, tagged a um a, a writer, but I can't remember who it was. Nicholas was it... Meyer. Oh, okay.
2: The man who saved Star Trek.
1: Yeah, he he did the uh, uh, was a Star Trek two.
2: Yeah, Wrath. He S- he wrote and directed Wrath of Khan. Yeah. and uh, and uh, yeah, uh, Undiscovered Country
1: yeah so yeah and there was uh there was some other news of um the showrunner or somebody that they had they they had hired a couple weeks ago that was from uh he was a big deal on d s nine and mm-hmm. and tng so yeah so it they're getting all the right uh cards laid out
2: I want to say Brian fuller
1: I, yeah it sounds familiar yeah yeah so they're yeah they're getting everything laid out just right you know if it's if it's i just hope I hope it's executed right, <laughs> you know. And so that, Yeah, that was, you know, my
2: initial concern because when they announced they were doing the show and the executive producer, and I can't think of his name offhand, and I'm afraid if I open up my internet, I'll crash Skype, um, <laughs> was one of JJ's guys. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of gave me pause. And then I was I was soundly rebuked by some of my online Star Trek friends about you know nothing other than this dude's name and you're already poo pooing the show, just yeah. relax and wait till we have more data. I was like, yeah, you're right, okay. Yeah. Um. And then they announced Brian Fuller, who yeah, it, you know he also kind of he seems to like the JJ verse, but I don't think that you know he's also very steeped in DS9 and Voyager. Um, and he also said that you know, in an interview years ago that his his ultimate dream cast would be Angela Bassett as captain and Rosario Dawson as first officer, which I am so on board with that I can't tell you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, um, and also we've heard that Tony Todd, uh, who you may know as the Candyman yes. or in Star Trek as Worf's brother Kern – uh, among other guest appearances on Star yeah, Trek.
1: He was also, he also played Jake Sisko in, in That's that, right. that, that older uh, timeline, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been saying that he's on a short list for being in the show. We don't know anything more specific than that, but uh, things are shaping up in a very promising way with this show.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I'm looking forward to it, you know, and, and my hope is that, which it doesn't look like it's going to be part of the uh part of the JJ verse. It looks like it's going to be star Trek prime. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, um, I think that was, that was everybody's assumption when we heard that they were making a new TV series. Well, they've got these two movies under their belt, so they want to bring it to TV too, you know? So, which um, I I did hear a rumor, which the rumors kind of been bumping around that William Shatner was going to show up in the new star Trek film, but (laughs) they're kind of, I've heard the rumor more lately and uh, the rumor is that he's not he's not playing Kirk from the prime universe getting transported to the JJ verse or something like that. He's just playing like an old version of Kirk, like he sees his old self or something and it's going to be yeah. Shatner, you know. So I don't know why they feel like they've got to keep going back and, and and pulling all these actors. They've They've got their universe set up, you know, and they're making money with it. Why do they have to keep? There was no reason for Spock to be in the last one. You know, he just kind of, nothing, for one thing, nothing that he told them <laughs> <you> <laughs> know, changed anything, <laughs> you know. But uh, I don't know. They, I guess it's just Shatner kind of made a comment that he wasn't asked to be in the last couple or whatever. So maybe they're just trying to rectify that.
2: Well, uh, I, you, you may have heard it sounds like you've heard more than I've heard. What I what I heard was that uh it was during an interview for something else and someone asked Shatner if he would and he said, "Yeah, sure." And that was about a, and then everybody went, "Oh, Shatner wants to be in the new movie." <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, what I heard may may have made more out of it than what was actually there, but you know, it's just the the rumor mill going saying that Yeah. Chris Pine's going to see his older self in the new movie and it's going to be Shatner, you know, so. Which I, I it, think wouldn't, that, it wouldn't surprise me with what we've seen so no, far. No, <laughs> so. but I, I
2: I think it's a matter, you know, Shatner doesn't need this anymore. No. Uh, no. you know, I'm sure that if they came to him with a real offer, uh, and, and actually from, if I'm remembering right, for the first movie, he was offered a place, sort of, kind of, but it was, a, you know, barely even a cameo and he said, nah, that's not really you know if it's not going to be a part then they're, they're, I don't want to do it yeah which I can kind of I can kind of respect cuz you know the dude's 85 now yeah <laughs> and you know just showing up on the set for a couple of days isn't as easy for you know an octogenarian as it is for someone in their 20s
1: which is why they weren't able to get you know in Star Trek Generations it was originally supposed that fir- that first part of the movie was originally supposed to be Kirk Spock and McCoy and uh they they couldn't get Leonard Nimoy to do it because it was just a couple of scenes, you know, and he he didn't wanna he didn't want to go through putting the ears on and everything for for that. Which Shatner's part was a little bigger because he was gonna come back at the end. And uh And, and all
2: so, he had to do was put on a corset.
1: Yeah <laughs> Yeah, and and adjust his adjust his two pages, right? <laughs> but uh so they got the guy Shatner to come back, but they had to change uh Spock and McCoy to uh check off and Scotty because um,
2: the well, Kelly, Kelly basically,
1: gone. yeah, he basically said, "Well, if he's not doing it, I'm not doing it." <laughs> you know? So, well, let's move into our uh, main topic. What we're going to do for this episode is our own version of an awards show. Since as we record this, the Oscars are supposed to be airing tomorrow night. And to tell you the truth, I haven't seen all the movies that they <laughs> that have been nominated. <laughs> I, I I usually try to see at least all the films that are nominated for best picture, but, uh, and I've seen bridge of spies, uh, the big short, the Martian room and spotlight. So there's a couple on the list that I haven't seen. I haven't even seen Mad Max yet, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard, <laughs> I've heard it's great. And, uh, and I just, I, I just haven't got around to sitting down and watching it yet. So I, I
2: let me, all right, let me, let me tell you about, and and I'm not going to go off on a long tangent about this. I had absolutely zero, Desire to see Fury Road. Uh, I didn't think it would be worth the trouble because you know, oftentimes when a sequel comes out twenty years later, it's usually pretty disappointing. Uh, but my wife was interested in seeing it, and we get to go to the to the movies so rarely because we have a four year old, right? Uh, and I wasn't I wasn't against seeing it. I just had no desire to see it, and. Everything you've heard about it is true. It is amazing. Yeah, and you know, if you are a fan of the originals, especially if you are a fan of the Road Warrior, uh, it takes everything that was great about that movie and uses it in an even better way in this one.
1: The the trailers and everything look awesome. Mm -hmm. Chrissy, have you seen it?
0: I haven't. I just I it's another thing that's been on my list. There was a lot of movies in 2015 that I never got to um, and that's one of them but I know it was huge with a fan community like huge um, at all the conventions like people are doing the cosplaying of that it's just huge right now
1: yeah the and the, the originals were we used to love those movies when I was a kid because uh, I'd have uh, friends from school or whatever come and spend the night at the house and we'd go to our local video store and search for something for an hour, couldn't find anything. and We'd end up renting Mad Max again. You know, <laughs> we've we've already seen it ten times. Well, let's watch this again. You know, and you stay up all night and watch, you know, all of them. You know, but um, but yeah, I, I've got I've got to see it. I actually I actually did rent it on Google Play. And then something came up. I had to leave, and and if you don't watch it within twenty four hours, you lose it. You know, so
2: yeah, I've had that same problem on Amazon, but especially yeah. with the kid. Like, honey, do you want to watch Minions to or uh, Despicable Me? I rented it, no, but I'd already started it. Yeah, so that we wouldn't have to sit through the credits. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
1: well, the the trouble with the Oscars is that the kinds of movies that I watch don't usually get nominated for very much, you know, yeah, they might, too. they might get a nomination for, uh, you know, visual effects or something uh-huh. like that, but yeah. that's about it. You know, that they want to consider themselves above a lot of the flash that, you know, people that listen to a fan talk podcast will be into. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's more of an art film, mm-hmm. uh period film, costume dramas sort of thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> so it's like know. when, um, when Lord of the when those Lord of the Rings films were coming out, and I'm talking about the original Lord of the Rings, not the Hobbit, you know, when they were coming out in I think it was 01, 02, and oh three, um everybody knew that that was the best movie that came out that year. You know, the Fellowship of the Ring. But it didn't get it got nominated for a couple of things, but it didn't win much. And I told my wife, I said, They're gonna they're gonna wait until the third one comes out. Because they don't want to give Best Picture to this guy three years in a row for the same, basically the same movie, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So then uh, the third one came out, and of course he racked up. And they got Jackson got basically everything, you know, which is pretty much what I thought was going to happen. So, so that's the one year that fantasy, sci-fi, or whatever ended up. Yeah. I I don't I don't expect for the Martian to get a whole lot, even though. It was one of the most entertaining movies that I saw last year, and I know it's nominated. It won best comedy at the well, that <laughs> was was it? <laughs> was it the Golden Globes. That it, yeah, or, yeah. E,
2: e, well, even even the the producers of the film were like, "What?" Yeah, I, I guess apparently the the criteria for that category are vague enough that they were able to to get it in there so that it could get nominated for something, Uh, and that was like the, apparently the easiest way to get it in. Mm. uh, and yeah, everybody's like even you know Matt Damon and everybody was was very puzzled.
1: Yeah. Cause, so there's a couple of funny a couple of funny scenes in the movie and we so we can we can call it a comedy. <laughs>
2: <Goodness>. <laughs>
1: but uh, by the way, did you did you read the book? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was awesome. And uh and I thought that the movie was really faithful to the book. It's one of the few uh movies that you see that they don't have to change a whole lot from what's on the page. Yeah. You know, um, Andy, Andy Weir. Yeah. He's, yep. yeah, he, uh, he was pretty descriptive in, in what he wanted in his story. And, and he got pretty much all of it on the, on the screen. There is a couple of things that changed, but basically I think they did some of that because of the runtime, you know, well, yeah, they, it would they have were, been really long. if they There had. were some
2: really long sequences that worked in the book that would not have worked on film.
1: Yeah. But, um, some of the movies that are on the nominee list, I doubt that I probably would have ever heard of if it hadn't been for their Oscar nominations. I saw Room, and I thought it was pretty good, but it's not one. I don't think I would have ever even heard of it if I hadn't uh, if it hadn't been nominated for Best Picture. And I don't think it was the best picture. I don't think it's going to win Best Picture, but it, I mean, it was good. It's kind of disturbing. Have you guys heard of that movie?
2: I heard of it? it Haven't. To-
1: okay. The, okay. Room is. If you've heard the news stories over the last few years of uh, the the girl that was kidnapped and held captive in this guy's tool shed for 10 years or whatever, and she had a kid by him that was in there with her. So this is kind of based on that. It's like a fictionalized version of that kind of story. So this this woman has been locked in this guy's garden shed for seven years, I think, and she has a five-year-old son, and he's never been out of that room. His whole world is inside that shed, you know.
2: Oh, jeez. And
1: then so about halfway through the movie, they get out, and it's about it's about them kind of reacclimating to the real world and him, you know, if you, if your entire world is inside that room and all of a sudden you're seeing trees and birds and stuff and and, and, and that was all stuff that was just Imaginary stuff that you watched on TV, and now it's real. You know, it, it'll it'll kind of kind of mess you up a little bit, and that's kind of what this movie was about. And it was it was interesting, but like I said, it wasn't the best picture. It's not. I don't think it's going to win Best Picture, but I do recommend it. It's it, it's it was it was pretty good. But so today we're going to do the Golden Spud Awards, <laughs> and uh, these awards are going to go to films from 2015 and 2016. I'm going to go ahead and. Say, you know, if something's come out in the last couple of months, it can be on the list. And I'm going to be pretty, pretty liberal because I'm going to allow uh, TV to be included as well. You know, if there's anything that you guys want to mention that was on TV. But I've got five categories that I came up with that we're all going to um, tell which movie we nominate for this category. And then um, and then we've all got a couple of our own made up categories. And then we'll do Best picture, best actor, best actress, that kind of stuff, and we'll just go through these uh, and spend just a, a minute or so on each one to tell why you uh, nominate that particular movie, but I'll, I'll start category number one is the most underrated movie, and for that category, I picked Spy with uh, Melissa McCarthy and Jude Law, Jason Statham, and directed by Paul Feig. I thought this was a really good entertaining movie you know it's not a great movie it's a comedy well okay it 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 is entirely a comedy but it is entirely a spy movie at the same time all the spy stuff they take serious it's not a goofy um leslie nielsen type spy movie you know it's 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 a it's a real spy movie with just a couple of comedy characters in there melissa mccarthy i a lot of people don't like her I, i really do like her me and my wife watch mike and molly um, that's where she kind of hit it big and, and, and started, uh, becoming really famous. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, some of her movies don't hit a home run with me, but a lot of times they do. And this one I thought was really good and all the adjacent state, Statham and Jude law, they did really good. And I was kind of, uh, nervous about Paul Feig taking over uh, ghostbusters, but after seeing spy, I think that he's, uh, I think it's going to be, uh, be okay (laughs) so uh so that's uh that's my pick for that so uh christina what's your pick for under most underrated movie
0: mine is jupiter ascending okay a lot of people didn't like this movie but i i thought it was fantastic um i really appreciated the overall design um i as as i've said on the show before i'm a costume designer by trade um so I really appreciated the whole Alexander McQueen thing that they had going on um for the uh costumes for the movie it was really interesting a very interesting futuristic take I thought it was a great sci-fi movie it's it's not like your um traditional sci-fi movie it's very it's very different um and I think that's why it wasn't really popular it was it was it was kind of a an artsy blend um and so I really I thought it was very underrated um people thought it was terrible um but i tend to like those kind of movies that everyone (laughs) hates (laughs) so
1: and i have i haven't seen it it's on it's on my list of things that i want to watch but i never i haven't gotten around to watching it yet so
2: yeah and i i kind of bought the the negative hype I, i everybody i knew that saw it said it was terrible so i didn't i crossed it off my list
1: i have a. I.
0: it's so funny i like everyone says that but i don't I haven't actually heard why people think it's terrible. Um, It's like, it's like it, it, there's no sound reason so far that I've heard that makes sense.
1: (laughs) I think part of it was that it was, it got delayed. It was supposed to come out in the fall and it didn't come out until like January or February. And, uh, or maybe it was supposed to come out in the summer. So they, they assumed um, and maybe incorrectly assumed that, they didn't think they were going to draw the audience that a summer movie should. So they moved it to February where movies go to die. (laughs) Mm. So, uh, yeah, I I didn't
0: see it in theater. I saw it outside, um, after, because I, you know, I also kind of not really bought the negative hype, but it was really busy at the time and I knew I wanted to see it and I, no one wanted to see it with me. And I was like, ah, well I'll just wait until it goes out on DVD. And then I, I, picked it up and watched it one day and I was like oh this is a fantastic movie It's a beautiful movie um it's really entertaining it's not like you know overly you know involved in like an art film where it's like trying to determine the talk about the human condition or anything it doesn't have some kind of like deep seated uh meaning behind it but it's um it's entertaining. It's fun. It's it's what a sci-fi movie should be. I feel like, but it's not um, it's not recognizable um, from really anything that I can tell um, as far as like you know being like Star Trek or Star Wars or something like that where you know it has like it has no foundation really. Um, so I just feel like no one really cared cared about it. Um, so definitely underrated.
1: Okay, all right, Rick. Uh,
2: I'm going to go with Ex Machina. Uh, everybody I know that saw it loved it but very few people saw it
0: uh yeah that's and mm-hmm.
2: this film deserves so much more attention than it got uh you know I I have a a soft spot in my heart for small self-contained science fiction stories uh cause you know the the short stories of the of the 50s and the 60s uh were what I cut my teeth on as a kid yeah uh and Movies like Moon and District 9 and Ex Machina where you're not dealing with giant alien invasions that are going to destroy the entire world or anything. The stakes are very high for the people in the movie, but they're very small outside of the film. Right. And Ex Machina is – it's a beautiful, tiny, <laughs> uh, you know, self-contained story. With some fantastic uh, uh, actors and performances, especially by uh, Alicia Vendic- Vikander uh, as Ava. But also, you know, Os- Oscar Isaac, who if I didn't know going into it who he was, I would have never recognized him from having seen him in The Force Awakens, which was the first time I'd seen him. Uh, I mean, the man is an incredible chameleon. And uh, and just – it. it everything about Ex Machina. And the thing is, you can't really talk too much about it without spoiling it. You yeah. know, the, the, the what you, what you get from the trailers is it's about two men and a female robot, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and anything more ruins the story, but it's, it's a beautiful story. It's a, it's kind of a love story. It, it, I hate to say it's got a twist because somebody told me uh, that it had a twist and so I spent too much of the film trying to figure out where the twist was and what it was, you know, what the twist, what the twist was, <laughs> and when it was coming. And there, it, it's not so much that there's a twist to it; it's just the ending is not really what you expect it to be. And that's kind of how a, a good movie should be. So I think maybe too many people, you know, might have been expecting, you know, the Sh- Shyamalan-esque kind of left turn. Yeah. Uh, and it's just you, you just sit back and enjoy this film and ride with it and it's it's thought provoking it's shocking uh it's touching it it's just it's a it's a perf- almost perfect film and i i think it really is a shame how little attention it got
1: okay yeah and i and uh it's another it's another one that's on my list i haven't seen <laughs> i've got a i've got a very long list of films that I haven't seen yet that I've been meaning to get around to watching and i think is it on uh is it on Netflix I thought I saw it when I was uh, scrolling through i saw it yeah. for, okay I thought I had saw well, it
2: well wait 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 did I see it on Netflix or did i watch i think um i think maybe it was Amazon that I saw it on
1: it may uh, have, and it was
2: and it was free to prime. So I didn't. I didn't even have to pay for it.
1: Okay, it may have scrolled past when I was going through uh, Google Play. It may, that may have been where I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm. I'm gonna watch it. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next category is uh, most overrated movie. <laughs> and, yeah, <That's> and easy. <laughs> m- mine. Mine was uh, Steve Jobs. Ah. I I watched th- this movie and I didn't like it. And. I can't really say why I didn't like it. It just, it kind of made Steve jobs look like a jerk, which I mean, I know he was kind of a jerk, but,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, but he was.
1: <laughs> he, it also kind of showed the seeds of why I don't really like Apple products because, you know, there was a scene where um, they were talking about needing to take a battery off of something or whatever. And there's a certain kind of screw that you, that, so that, the user won't be able to do it or whatever. They'll have to get them to do it for them or something like that. But that's, that's exactly why I don't like <laughs> why I don't <laughs> like Apple products because did, I can't I can't do stuff myself. You know.
0: Did you ever see um, there was like a like I don't know in the early ninety mid nineties there was a um, a TV movie called Pirates of Silicon Valley.
1: Yeah, the did, the, the the Jobs versus. Um, um, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Well it was it it was, but it was really more about Jobs than Bill Gates, really. Um but that I, I, I'm curious, I haven't seen the Steve Jobs movie. Um but I I'm curious about how similar those are, two things are because I really love that T V movie. I thought it was really great. Um but it, I feel like it is um more positive um than what I think um the Steve Jobs movie is. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I it but it still shows that he was pretty much a jerk. Um, especially like with the whole Lisa thing. Yeah. Um, his child that he never claimed <laughs> but he right. named a computer after Ashton, that whole thing.
1: Ashton Kutcher made a movie a year or so ago about Steve Jobs and I I don't remember if the name of it was just Jobs or something like that. But uh and it was it was I thought it was better than this, but it kinda the Lisa thing they kind of touched on it in that one they didn't go into it as much as they did in this one um but none of them I, I really felt like both of them were kind of leaving something out like <laughs> you know they're not they're not they're not telling you everything about this guy and I don't think everybody anybody really knew everything about this guy enough to put it in there but Fastbender did an okay job uh I've seen him do stuff a lot better but um I don't know if he's, yeah, I don't think this was an Oscar worthy performance by any means, but, but yeah, I, I heard the hype and the, well, one of the things that they said in the hype was that the different, uh, the different eras in the film were going to be filmed with different kinds of film to make them look more authentic to that time period. Like, uh, the, um, there was some flashbacks and stuff like that and they would film them with a different kind of film. And, uh, I guess that was supposed to bring in the the film buffs or whatever but I just you know I watched it I didn't really care for it you know but I don't know why uh Seth Rogen keeps acting like he's some great actor and showing up in these serious roles <laughs> or whatever because when I see him I just see the the all the, the stupid stuff that he's done if he would maybe if he would go and do serious movies and stop going back and doing the stupid stuff, I would I would think more of it. But you know, I just don't really think he takes it seriously myself. I think he spends too much time getting high. But
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, Christina, what's your most overrated movie?
0: Mine is Furious Seven. Um, I think it it is just a yet another Fast and Furious movie. Um, I kind of hate those movies um, just because it's like, yeah, the first one was fun and cool and everything, but like by seven, really? Yeah. Like stop, just stop, just stop. <laughs> um, but I think it was, um, you know, really hyped up because of Paul Walker's very unfortunate death. Um, and so they just wanted to, you know, they were just hyping it all up and they wanted to bring him in and, you know, it's just, I just thought it was gross. I, ever I mean I know a lot of people just love the, that franchise and and um but I it I it probably would have just been like all the others had it um had Paul Walker not died right beforehand.
1: So Yeah. Yeah. They that definitely brought brought in some people, put some people in the seats because they were promising that even though he died they were gonna use what footage they had of him and that they were going to uh you know, there was going to be closure to his uh, to his character and stuff like that. You know, so I think people went and saw the movie that probably had never seen the other ones just because they wanted to see how they were going to put somebody in that in scenes that they hadn't filmed. You know, he, he filmed a few things, but they had to they had to do some CGI creations in order to uh, in order to get enough footage to close out his character and everything.
0: Yeah, it wasn't like Hunger Games where... Um I can't think of the actor's name off the top of my head right now, but he, he had filmed most of the movie before he passed
1: Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, yeah,
0: Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, it was only just like a little bit that they had to kind of, you know, stretch to get through the rest of the movie, whereas like, I guess, Porfirio 7. I mean, I, it, I, I'd like to think of it as it being like kind of a good memorial to him, but I just feel like it it, it was kind of a marketing thing almost. Yes. It just felt like it. it didn't feel right, so... Definitely
1: overrated to me. All right, Rick. What's yours?
2: All right. Are you guys sitting down? Yeah. All right. Buckle in. Mm If you say Star Wars. If you're going to say Star Wars. (laughs) Okay. But I do seem to be the only person on the planet that didn't like this movie. Whoa. (laughs) Ant-Man. Oh. Um. I thought that thing was... I won't say garbage because that's probably a little too strong, but it was... Easily the most inconsistent and badly made MCU movie since Iron Man three.
0: Oh, that's so funny because um, it, it co- just coming from the fan community like inside, because I n- I haven't seen it yet is that everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. They they I mean it's like it's like de- it's not quite Deadpool but it's almost like
2: Deadpool. Oh, it's nothing like Deadpool. <laughs> but, I mean
0: in their in their Fervor. Of oh yeah, liking yeah. The movie. Yeah. It's like Deadpool. Within. Yeah. And I'm I'm talking tight knit fan community only here. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I but, agree. That,
2: that's why I'm saying overrated. It did okay. not deserve the adoration it has gotten, in my opinion. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you know there were th- there were th- my problem with you know I, okay full disclosure. Uh, I am not a comic book person. I I am a sci-fi geek. I love superhero movies and tv shows but i never got into comics uh most of my friends are into comics my wife is into comics so i i learned a lot through osmosis i never understood the appeal of ant-man um so going into it i was like all right uh he can get tiny ooh." (laughs) (laughs) but i was i was willing to to go along with the you know for the ride i even liked the first transformers movies because you know first the first movie because uh, you know, giant robots fighting—what can go wrong? Well, he showed us later. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm watching it, and um, oh, the 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 wasp. What's the, the? Oh, she was in Hobbit. She was in um, lost,
1: and uh, yeah, and now it, since and you Evangeline, the, the, Lily, the, the, the yeah. woman
2: Evangeline Lilly was yeah. awesome. I could watch her sit there and you know read the phone book and play with the Dixie cup, and I'd be happy. <laughs> so. And and uh um oh damn it. <laughs> he played old Hank. He played Hank. Um oh, Michael Douglas. Oh what the hell is Thank you. Yeah. Michael <laughs> Douglas. I mean uh and and the and the guy that played Ant-Man, he was he was fine. Everybody did a fine job. It's just the, the mechanics of the film Does the guy weigh as much as an ant, or does he weigh as much as a person when he's an ant? Therefore, he can punch people. That was never consistent. Is this movie a superhero movie? Is it a comedy heist movie? You know, it keeps changing its tone. It keeps changing its its focus. It makes no there's no internal logic to it. Uh, I don't care. You know, a a toy Thomas the Tank Engine would not even hurt an ant if it hit it. You know, and there's just all of this stuff that makes no sense whatsoever. And I, you know, I'm I'm all cool with the willing suspension of disbelief. You know, you, if you set up a set of ground rules for a film, I'll I'll go along for the ride with you. But don't change them in the middle. You know, they say at the beginning, when you're the size of an ant, you still have the you know, essentially have the mass of a person. So you punch somebody, and you're still punching them as if it's you're big, but you're tiny. Right. And then and then he, you know, he falls through a a, a storm. You know, the the tub drain, and. Falls down through the floor because he's, you know, super heavy but really tiny, and then lands on a DJ's turntable and doesn't make the needle even skip. Right. You know, it. it there, <laughs> there was no. It didn't, and and they, you know, and they didn't even address it. It was just like, oh, this is funny, so let's have him do this. Um, and it just there was too much of that for me to cope with, and I, you know, I could not enjoy the movie because they kept doing things that pulled me out of it.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, I. I found the movie entertaining. Uh, it was, it's not, it's definitely not the best MCU. You know, it's always going to go with, uh, Captain America winter soldier, at least until, at least until civil war comes out. But, um, it was, you, you're right. It was overrated. But as far as those rules, um, when honey, I Shark the kids came out, I was probably, I want to say 12, 13, something like that. And we went to see that movie and, Rick Moranis makes a statement at the beginning of the movie that everything is made of atoms and there's all this empty space between the atoms. And if you take out all the empty space, then you would shrink the object. And when I heard him say that, I was like, okay, yeah, I understand that. But then when these kids shrink, he throws all four of them into a garbage bag and carries them out to the, (laughs) out to the curb. Yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) Hey, wait, but if it's the same amount of atoms, then that means that they have the same amount of mass. You know, yeah. I may not have said it in those words when I was 12, but it was basically <laughs> the same thing. So, everything that happened in that movie, I was like, they can't ride on the back of a bumblebee if they weigh over 100 pounds each. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Ant-Man kind of did your, the, what you said about landing on the turntable and everything. And then you got the, uh, um, the Thomas, the tank engine growing, uh, at the end of it and come crashing through the house and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, if it's the, it's got the same amount of atoms, then it wouldn't even be able to break a window when it hit it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I see what you're saying about, it. but I, at the same time I was entertained in the movie. I thought, but mostly because of the comedy in the film, it wasn't because of anything else. And I thought that, um, The performances that I saw in it were okay. Michael Douglas did okay for a, uh, you know, comic book movie. What you expect somebody of his stature to do in a comic book movie, there's not a whole lot for him to do anyway.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But
1: they could have given that part to anybody and, and, and it would have been the same, but kind of like uh, robert redford showing up in captain america <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> all right so rick uh, thanks for thanks for joining me tonight we're we're gonna we're gonna end this and we'll we'll continue with uh, with all this again on the next episode to be continued yeah and christina <laughs> thanks for being here as well
0: thanks for having me
1: all right like i said before the show we're gonna pick this up on our next episode and talk about it some more we have uh, a few more categories to cover and that'll be coming out in a couple of weeks I wanted to take a minute and tell you guys about another project that I'm working on. My wife and I have started another podcast and it's all about living with CVID which stands for Common Variable Immunodeficiency. This is a disease that my wife and my son both have that suppresses their immune system and we started this show to raise awareness and support other people that are in the CVID community. So I'd love for you guys to go to iTunes and download that show and tell me what you think. It's called Life in Stripes. As far as this show, you can also find us on iTunes. If you go there and leave us a five-star review, it'll really help us uh, getting on all the iTunes lists so more people will see us. And, of course, we're also available pretty much anywhere that you get your podcast. So um, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, Podcast Addict, all that stuff. And you can contact us. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, give us some show ideas. Comment on what we talked about on this episode. What movie would you have given a golden spud award too you can find us on Facebook and Twitter just go there and search for us keyword cosmic potato and uh, if you want to email me directly my address is so that's going to do it for this episode we'll be back in a couple of weeks until then you guys take care bye